Hey there, everybody, and thank you for joining us on today's episode of TrackPoint Talks, your single source for the latest tech trends affecting the education industry. And I'm your host, Casey Sutton. Brought to you by Lenovo and sponsored by Intel, our podcast is always jam-packed with insights to help schools thrive with technology, both in the classroom and after the bell rings. And today is no different. You guys are in for a real treat. I'm going to have a great conversation for those of you out there that are in one of two positions. Either you already have maybe a budding esports program and you're a little unsure of what the next step is and how to make it grow and scale, or maybe you're actually even a step further back than that. Maybe you're really interested in getting one started, but you're having a hard time articulating to the powers that be why they should invest and what the benefits are going to be. So if you're in either one of these cases, you're really going to want to listen closely to our two amazing guests today as they talk you through taking that plunge and finding that first step into helping a budding program get started and grow. Speaking of after-school programming, uh, joining me today are two experts in the world of esports. All the buzz right now. We've got Lee Hyde, Lenovo's North America esports solution specialist, and we've also got Dr. Richard A. Woodruff. Richard is the commissioner and founder of the Central California Esports League. We're really excited to have both you guys here today. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. I'm happy to be here. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm very hyped to have you guys both here today. And this is a particularly fun topic and one that I think people get very into both from a fun and also a personal perspective. So I'm going to start. What started your love of video games? Lee, why don't you start us off? Yeah, absolutely. And first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for having us here today. Uh, We're really excited about sharing um, our background in esports and what it can do for students. Where I started uh, was, frankly, as a gamer, as a little child, playing on um, some old console games. I'm sure many of us remember those. Um, they've been wild for years. But I moved into PC gaming when I got to college and really connected with my sweet mates in the dorms. And it was our way of bonding from various backgrounds. And from there, I, I really found my passion space within the IT, uh, IT educational realm Um, and eventually made my way to the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, where one of the many ways that I found to connect with students was by building spaces and programs that spoke to them and their needs. And esports became my passion in that area because it it is a way to connect to students and to talk to them in their language. So I'm excited to get to share a bit more about that today. Okay. All right. I love it. Now, Dr. Woodruff, I'm, I'm excited to hear your story. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you became to be a lover of games in the first place? For sure. And I, I appreciate the, the question and, and thanks for having me. Um, you know, without getting into to too much, um, video games were um, a way for me to, to find like acceptance um, so just, just to be transparent and authentic, uh, I am an autistic person. And so, you know, a lot of my life I spent being very socially awkward, but in the, in the games, there was no social awkwardness. I, I could be anybody I wanted to be. I, I could, you know, fly around the world if you, if you will, or even go to alien planets. And, you know, that kind of carried over into the story I like to share with people about how video games saved my life, uh, playing MMORPGs, you know, or multi-person online role-playing games um, really helped me to, to be able to find a socially safe platform to where I could communicate with what was safe for me and other people were doing the same. And it really helped uh, teach me like how I could be more of myself with, without having to mask too much. 
And it, it just really opened up my world to like in, uh, in-game names, digital identities, and why that's so important for, for our players now. You know, I, I think it's really awesome that you're able to share that story and right up front here, because I'm sure we're going to dive into it. But one of the biggest hurdles maybe I've seen over the years when it comes to starting esports programs is you still probably have some naysayers out there who don't see it as anything more than getting a bunch of kids in a room together to play video games. And there are so many ways inclusion, like you kind of described here, being one of the major ones that it can impact that student experience. And I'm sure we'll dive a lot more into that over the course of the conversation today. But I think that was an amazing way to kind of set the stage of, hey, this isn't just about getting folks together to play games. It it really is about uh, creating inclusion and a safe space for people and, and something that really just drives them and gives them passion. But before we get too into the the nitty gritty, I always like to learn a little bit more about my guest. So, do you mind uh, just giving me a little scoop and for all the listeners just about yourselves and and your roles and what you do, Leah? Um, let me kick it over to you first. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, I just joined Lenovo about a year ago, but my background is really where uh, I tie into esports. Um, for 15 years, I worked at the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, and esports became a passion of mine. Um, based on interactions with students and the impact that it was able to make on them. And so today I work with Lenovo helping schools around the country figure out the best path forward to getting started as well as expanding um, what they do at their schools. I love that. And I feel like that's usually one of the the toughest things is just the getting started. So I know Lenovo has been thrilled to have you and and really excited to see the impact that you've already had for, for schools in the U.S. on that front. Um, Dr. Woodruff, what about you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about your current role and also your background when it comes to esports? Sure. Um, so off the top, of, I'd like to share that uh, I'm an ex-pro gamer, um, but this is back before the, the glamorous teams that you have today. But um uh, I was able to earn enough to, to help me through school. And uh, fast forward to about eight years ago, um, I founded the, the Central California Esports League based off of a student's voice. Uh, when I was meeting through principals to discuss innovative technology, a student pitched it, uh, did some follow-up with it, did some town halls, and it went over great. And we've been expanding, and here we are now. We're, I think, approaching 60 schools, districts, CMOs, County offices of Ed, etc., and so I've just been sharing uh, my experience in scholastic esports um, around the globe and uh, how it's important for not just student success but like success uh, as a human being. Well, you started off with a very strong flex there of ex pro gamer, and <laughs> you've had a nice a nice long history with with esports since. So between you and Lee, I feel like it's very fair to say that we are in the presence of some bona fide experts to help us talk about esports today and and what that means for education for the you know the schools, but also the educators and the students alike. So. You know, in my experience with esports, I would say even in just the last few years, it's it's always an evolving sort of topic and in industry. And so maybe we can kick things off by starting just with that topic of the evolution itself. Dr. Woodrow, from your perspective as a former pro gamer, how has esports grown and really changed over the years? Wow. Um, I would say legitimacy. Um, you know, we're doing things today that, you know, 10, 15 years ago would have only been dreams for, you know, for many of us who were just starting out on the tournament scenes. And 
now that it's being embraced by schools, uh, you know, like K-12 and, and universities, um, as well as the pro scene, it, it's just grown so much um, and it's just grown so fast. And it, it's just really exciting to see. And one of the things that I found particularly impactful along my journey is um, building up the, the culture and community and consistency uh, of esports programs for students. Um, because we tend to support students that um, are somewhat underrepresented with other scholastic offerings. At least that's what our research shows and our, and our student voice shows. And just seeing how much they they grow and they come out of their shells and they, they go off and, you know, uh, share the community with other people and they start doing fundraisers and they've been creating businesses from it. And it's just really exciting to see. I love the word that you kind of started out with there of the, the legitimacy, because, you know, I feel like we've come a long way from folks just thinking, what do you mean this is a club or a, dare I say a sport where they're playing video games all day? So I think you're exactly right that there has been a ton of change in hearts and minds in terms of the credibility. But I still think there are a lot of people out there that don't necessarily understand uh, at that more nuanced level why schools should be investing in esports program for the students and, you know, the value it brings in terms of the school's overall programming and the student success measures. And you kind of you touched on that just a little bit. But do you mind diving into that piece a little bit further around, you know, why it's worth the school's investment in terms of how it truly benefits the students? Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate the way that you framed that. It's it's an exploration of additional opportunities. It's a way to for students to to feel seen. And, you know, if we're speaking at it from the, you know, the, the pure numbers perspective of like student success, we see more student engagement. We see better student attendance. Uh, we've seen students' uh, grades increase, uh, less uh, behavioral challenges or difficulties, you know, in speaking to our uh, educational, you know, administration. Um, and from a community perspective, you know, it's just seeing seeing their digital identities or their in-game name and their persona being shared in, in such a way uh, that helps to not just support themselves, but their team their communities where they're from, the games and the whole vibe that's around that uh, has just been so liberating to see, like vicariously living through them <laughs> as one part, but just seeing the joy, uh, like when we do big championship events and just seeing all the students, all the kids just get out of their seats and they're just cheering people on. They're all wearing custom jerseys. It's just a sight to behold. Well, you know, as a former educator, I, I got to say that that student engagement piece is something that you just, you can't undervalue. And you mentioned a moment ago, in a lot of scenarios, these types of programs within a school are are really calling to a population that may not be involved in other types of programs or that, that be arts or what we think of as traditional sports. And for them to have a reason to want to come to school and to build that community and network of friends and have that brand identity and, and a team to cheer for, I mean, that really does show its face in the classroom as well and, and how they perform in the day-to-day in, -day in school. For sure. I just want to touch on one point that, that really resonated with me because we just had one district uh, who's within our league uh, do some, some research, and they found that um, once they uh, rolled out open esports labs uh, that are available to their students whenever they have free time as well as competitive teams, 
they found that uh, 79% of their students who had exposure to that voiced an opinion that they felt like they had never felt like they were a part of their school until those opportunities. And that's huge. I think that your story is probably a pretty common theme. Lenovo Legion gaming desktops, powered by the latest Intel Core processors, are built to unlock game-changing performance and speed. Bring your eSports program a competitive edge with the lightning-fast memory, innovative cooling and airflow features, and versatile connection options of a gaming powerhouse. You know, Lee, you've been uh, you've been around this this community of esports for a long time and engaged with folks both in the high ed and you know the K twelve level. What's been your experience in terms of how it's impacted you know, engagement and and just students' overall ability to be successful students? I think the key here is that when we're doing an investment for esports, we are able to reach the entire student body. And that's not something you typically can get from other types of investments at schools. Um, Take, for example, a football team. You were typically talking about the players and perhaps some team managers around them, but that's a limited impact. Whereas every single student, whether they're a competitive player or they are a social player or they're a spectator or even someone behind the scenes in production, everyone can be a part of understanding what it's like to be part of esports at a school. And by enabling that, we're able to create relationships with those students and conversations. I have several experiences personally. I know Dr. Woodruff and I have talked offline about this. Just uh, moments where we were able to connect and sort of save the scholastic experience of a student because we enabled these spaces that really touched them where they are. Well, let's take a second to, to you know, really peel that onion back a little bit more, if you don't mind. I mean, you're right. I look at the esports team, and of course, you've got the team of players that are actually executing, playing the game. And I'm sure I'm going to miss some things here, but you've got your shout casters that are kind of the the narrators. But I'm sure there's even a lot more than that. What are some of those other players on the field, (laughs) to keep using a sports analogy, that might be touching this that aren't just the folks playing the game? For sure. Um, and I appreciate you calling that out too. Um, so there's students that do like data analysis, like running stats. Um, there's students that, uh, take on, you know, like team management and team assistance. Um, there's designers like multimedia designers that are like, uh, a lot of our, our teams, their logos are designed by their students. Um, and there's fundraising that they do. And, uh, We've even been hit up by college recruiters saying we are willing to give uh, scholarships for not just your players, you know, that are playing at the top tier, but all these other these uh, jobs and um, supportive roles, if you will, for the team and, and for the culture and community. Like one of them was like spirit commissioner. Like, can do you have a student that can get the school hyped or, or get a team hyped up about playing? And these are all real things, and we see our students doing them and thriving in them. Well, I mean, you think about it. You've got a pep rally for the homecoming football game each <laughs> year. But, I mean, this is, again, it's something that's so accessible for pretty much every student. So I could absolutely see an entire school getting behind, you know, a really team that they're bought into for that represents their school. So I, I, I love all of this. You know, I, I had said kind of at the beginning that— 
I feel like the most common challenge that I see outside of folks maybe understanding up front that there is you know, some intrinsic value and how this benefits the student and the school. But then the next hurdle is, okay, but I don't know where to start. It's a great idea, but I don't even know what the first thing to put on my wish list is. Lee, I know you've had a lot of experience in that arena. So do you mind kind of giving us a a peek under the hood there and, and help us understand a little bit more about what does it take to get a school equipped for building a successful esports program. Sure, absolutely. I think a key point here to make is that a lot of schools, if they haven't started a program already, can feel a little bit intimidated or overwhelmed by the concept of having to be the biggest and the baddest uh, esports space there is. And that's not the case. It's really important instead to focus on what are your goals for your esports program, and then working with partners like Dr. Woodruff, myself, and many others in the community Leveraging us, we can help you figure out what's the best path forward for picking devices that meet your goals and needs. So for example, perhaps you already have some equipment that you could utilize to start small and then grow from there. Perhaps you have some game consoles or even some computers that could uh, run games already. Let's start with that, figure out how we're going to impact the students at the PC touchpoint, and then grow the program from there as we start producing some video content, etc., and grow into a bigger program. But it doesn't have to be the biggest and the baddest up front. We can always work with schools to figure out what makes the most sense. Okay, so be okay with taking the baby steps in, get yourself established, and, and then you can build it up and grow from there. So with that in mind, I assume when it comes to the tech itself, there are probably different tiers of products. Like I think about our Legion Towers powered by the latest Intel Core processors that have, you know, a a little bit of different tiering and capabilities. How does that fit into kind of what you were laying out there from a groundwork perspective? Yeah, absolutely. So for example, in our Legion Tower series, we have two primary models. Our Tower 5s feature the Intel i7 Uh, processors, and that's going to be the majority of our K-12 customers. They can run all of the major titles, which there are typically about five game titles that we see most schools playing, and they're going to be able to handle that for years to come. For the schools that really want to go above and beyond and start to utilize machines for dual-purpose spaces, doing graphic design, 3D rendering, we probably are going to look towards the Tower 7 with the Intel i9 Um, in those models, where that is going to handle no matter what you throw at it, it'll handle it with ease. Lenovo is proud to bring PC gamers a competitive edge. Powered by the latest Intel Core processors, Lenovo Legion Gaming laptops deliver speed, performance, and stunning graphics to take your esports program to the next level. Now, I'm not an expert by far, but I think I know enough to know that you you do need a little bit more than just the rig itself to get yourself up and running. So, Dr. Woodruff, I'm, I'm going to come to you with this one. What are some of those other must-haves that you'd really want to, to really get your team started and have esports excellence kind of right out the gate? Oh, for sure. And I appreciate you asking that question. Uh, it tends to be uh, a question that that people sometimes forget uh, after you know making their POs and whatnot, and then all of a sudden they realize that they don't have keyboards or they don't have mice. So, case in point, uh, keyboards. They our players prefer the the higher end keyboards, the ones that click when you tap them. 
They have RGB or red, green, blue LEDs that, that uh, illuminate um, mice, in particular, like the ones that have additional buttons. Cameras, uh, 1080p to 4K, uh, those are more for when you're doing streaming, like with shoutcasters or if you're trying to do tournaments with a, with a nicer production value. And uh, headsets, and the headsets have to have mics and giant mouse pads. So something that, you know, like the one in front of me, it looks like it's about three feet by two feet. And I would say that is probably what you need. And that's, you know, kind of what they're looking for. And then, you know, there's the, the backend infrastructure, um, such as you have to have reliable internet. You have to have a reliable network. And, you know, sometimes this can become an equity conversation, too, because sometimes um, our kids at home may not have reliable internet. Um, or reliable equipment. Um, and so at the school, I think, it, or uh, at our facilities, I think it's kind of, you know, our responsibility to make sure we're trying to provide, you know, the best experience uh, for our students that, that we can. I think that equity piece is is a really, really important thing to consider, again, when you're talking about helping folks understand why these programs are so important. You know, you're going to have some kids that that art class is the only thing that makes them want to come to school. And for some kids, that's the the best meal they get of the day. And so understanding that this could be that one thing that gets that student excited about coming to school, again, we just can't be undervalued. For sure. And that really resonates with me in particular. Like when we were first starting, I remember um, there was a student who just assumed they were going to make the team because they were really uh, good at a particular game. Unfortunately for that student, this was the fall season. They weren't meeting their academic expectations. And so that student and all the other students rallied together and supported that student with whatever they needed so that they could get back on track. And it was just amazing to see the community and culture come together to support that student. And they met their requirements and they were able to play uh, in the spring season and were able to to go to the championships. It, it was really beautiful to see. I lo- that's a that's a movie in the makings, right? Someone's gotta <laughs> right? someone's gotta get the streaming. <laughs> All right, guys, you know, up front, we talked a lot about those ways that a program like this can benefit the, you know, the entire student body from an engagement perspective, team spirit, all all those great things we talked about. But I'm always curious to know, are there actually any benefits to gameplay itself? Again, you look at, quote unquote, traditional sports, and people would say, well, you're getting great exercise, you're building cardio. Are there any kind of tangible takeaways from a gameplay perspective yeah. that we should be talking about considering? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, well, first and foremost, as you mentioned, uh, nutrition or exercise, a good esports program will also incorporate those things. It's important to remember that these are athletes, and, I, and we sometimes overlook that. So uh, practicing gaming with wellness in mind is really important, making sure that we are both training our students, but keeping an eye on just how much they are gaming. Let's start there. But once they are gaming, picking the right games and having the right type of coaching mentality, having the students exercise critical thinking skills, uh, development around team building, communication, strategy building, those are all fantastic outcomes. League of Legends is one of my favorite games to teach all of those skills because you have five players who are having to work very creatively together to figure out how to overcome their obstacles. 
And the skills they build out of that and the experience and the bonding that they're doing is stuff that they take back to the classroom um, and continue to work together in the in the regular fields. Classroom perspective, I can tell you, you know, we were always focused on problem solving, critical thinking, and being able to do that collaboratively. I mean, that's the kind of skills you're looking for as, as these folks get ready to go into the workforce even. So I can see some very, very, you know, tangible benefits from being involved in one of these programs. Definitely. Um, I echo everything uh, Lee was was sharing. And um, I also want to give a shout out to our friends overseas um, who have been doing a lot of this connective tissue work, so to speak, um, from like, how do our students uh, do this in second, like in university and then move on to career? And they're finding that the players who play on teams, uh, like esports teams, they often demonstrate like core attributes that their organizations and professional fields find very attractive, such as grit, determination, leadership, collaboration, goal setting, uh, perseverance, uh, etc. And these are things that, that I've seen personally, you know, back when I was, you know, a pro gamer and, and seeing what our students um, are doing in the league today. So a huge takeaway for me there is it's not just about the engagement aspects that we've talked so much about, but I mean, there's also a really core career readiness argument to be made here, too. Whenever you come across those naysayers who don't necessarily understand up front why you would potentially want to invest in starting one of these programs. You guys, I want to thank you both so much for taking time out of your day to join us, help us better understand this this topic, and really just share your expertise with our listeners. We we are very appreciative that you guys were able to, to make that time for us today. We're happy to be here, part of the community. I totally echo that. Happy to be here and always happy to support uh, our community. Brought to you by Lenovo and sponsored by Intel, our podcast is always jam-packed with insights to help schools thrive with technology, both in the classroom and after the bell rings. Well, guys, to learn more about eSports-ready devices from Lenovo and Intel, please visit lenovo.com slash education. Or, of course, you can always just go straight to your Lenovo sales representative, uh, connect with them, and they can always get you pointed in the right direction. We really appreciate you guys listening, and we can't wait for you to tune again soon for the next episode of Trackpoint Talks. Lenovo was proud to bring PC gamers a competitive edge. Powered by the latest Intel Core processors, Lenovo Legion Gaming laptops deliver speed, performance, and stunning graphics to take your esports program to the next level.